I'm thinking he's back. Baba Yaga returns for a fourth and final question mark chapter in the saga. It's none other than John Wick. Put some respect on his name. He's here to smooch pooches and kick ass. And he's all out of pooches. (laughs) (laughs) And we're here for all the smoke. Or all the people getting hit by cars. My goodness. (laughs) As always... My name is Juan, here with Mark. Yeah. And Kevin. Yeah. And we... <laughs> that is a good Keanu Reeves impression, man. <laughs> and we like movies. Make sure that you never miss an episode by... Thank you, thank you. By hitting that subscribe button whether you are on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or anywhere that you consume awesome podcasts. Also, please do comment and let us know your thoughts on the films that we review and on the show, as this truly makes our day. So show us some love. I need it. I'm lonely and poor. We appreciate you for listening and making us the best podcast about film produced by us. It's an yeah. honor. But I all right. Some applause there too, man. We are here for one reason and one reason only. It's Keanu Reeves. It's John Wick. It's chapter four. Let's go. The IMDb synopsis says... John Wick uncovers a path to defeating the high table. But before he can earn his freedom, Wick must face off against a new enemy with powerful alliances across the globe and forces that turn old friends into foes. The new enemy is the Marquis, played by Bill Skarsgård. The old friend is Kane, played by Donnie Yen. But Wick also squares off against um, the Tracker, or Mr. Nobody, played by Shamir Anderson, uh, the Elder, George Giorgio, and the Whale, I mean Killa, played by Scott Atkins. Uh, the path to defeating the High Table is to rejoin a family and challenge the Marquis to a duel, a stipulation that is honored by the High Table. This quest leads Wick to the Middle East, New York, Germany, and lastly, Paris, France, on a testosterone-addled, bullet-fest, punch-fest, action-packed, colorful, beautiful, epic adventure. Chad Stahelski, who else, is back at the helm as director. The film is written by Shay Hatton and Michael Finch. And stars Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Ian McShane, Bill Skarsgård, Donnie Yen, Hiroyuki Sanada, and more. It is produced by Summit Entertainment, Thunder Road Films, and 8711 Productions, and distributed by Lionsgate. 
It was released on March 24th, 2023, with a runtime of 2 hours and 49 minutes, and it cost around $100 million to make, not counting marketing. It currently, at the time of this writing at least, sits at a 95% score for critics and audiences on Rotten Tomatoes, and it and its tagline is Baba Yaga. Kevin, this was <laughs> technically your pick. So can you start off by telling us why you picked this and giving us your initial thoughts? Well, well um, one, two, and three, I thought were all great. Um, my children are huge fans of the series. And I was going to take them to see it on opening weekend. Um, I, I loved it. It was I, I didn't think it was long. I thought it went by quick. Um, couldn't get enough of people getting thrown into cars. And yeah, like I said, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I wanted more. Um, there's a lot to, to unpack about what we were seeing there. And yeah, it was a nice family outing for us. <laughs> John Wick for Baba Yaga. A nice family outing. <laughs> Oh man, that's that's pretty good. So um, I guess I guess we got uh, your take. We got sorry, Mark, but since it was a family outing, and oh. since the girls are such huge fans, we know you enjoyed it. Oh. Give us the, what, what did they oh. think? I, I tell you, the the theater for the climax of the movie. You know the duel. Spoiler alert, by the way, if y'all listening. But for the climax, it was all quiet, and when John Wick shot him. There was literally yes and fist pumping for my girls. Like you just heard it throughout the whole. Like it was all quiet. All you heard these little girls go yes, got him. I was like, awesome. headshot. Yeah, they they loved it. Okay. Oh, they wanted man. to watch it again, but I was like, I'm not paying. We'll we'll watch it when it comes on digital. Uh, that's pretty good. That is that is very funny. Um, I. I had a very good time with this movie. There were times where I did not know uh, what was happening uh, because I've realized I am getting deaf in my old age. And so all the speaking just sounds muffled. And so uh, while the action sounds amazing, when the actual when the, when the story is being progressed through dialogue, I'm just kind of like I can't I can't hear what they say, and I'm really missing those subtitles, man. Those captions, I need them. Um, so, but it, it it's John Wick, so you don't really need that much of a story to know what's going to happen and what's going on, and still enjoy it. Correct. Um, yeah. So for me, um. Again, I also um, love the movie. Um, I'm not sure if I've stated before on the podcast or just in conversation with you guys, but I was definitely a latecomer to the series. Um, just uh, always kind of wrote it off as kind of just being senseless, pointless action. Yeah. But um, I guess I... Um, underrated how much I enjoy senseless, pointless action. Um, Sometimes no, it's I, nice. Yeah, no, it, it's just really well done. And, and especially how the series has evolved from the beginning, um, how it really, um, 
I, I mean, I just think I don't think this series would, and we can talk about this, but I don't know that this series would have worked with anyone but Keanu Reeves because it's partly because he's such a nice guy. I, just um, in real life that you, you know, root, root for him, even as he's going around murdering everyone in sight, you know, of course, <laughs> in this world, everyone just happens to be an assassin. Um, but, um, and there's some crazy things about, you know, just the film series. Um, like, you know, he's, when they're having, sh- you know, shootouts in clubs and none, nobody's bothered. Everyone just is just <laughs> dancing so like, dancing. oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Um, so, but, uh, but it's just so much fun. You know, Keanu is such a, such a protagonist to get behind and root for, you know, also because you understand the the mission that he's on um even as it changes throughout um but you know whether he's out for vengeance or just trying to escape this life that he um has uh found himself in and 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 all the characters that you meet throughout um it was just awesome i felt like this was a really excellent bookend um if it is the end if it is the closure to john wick's story which is a maybe i mean the the film made so much money that there's definitely talks on the table of you know can we do this again you know whatever hopefully i i i'm not for that i hope that this is this this is might be the end um because it was just a good ending. Um, I'm okay with side stories and deviations and more of that. Like I'm fine with that. But um, but I think that this should be his last chapter at least. I really felt like they went out with a bang. They let it all hang out. They left it all on the high table. Um, and uh, I don't know how many more cliches I can use. But um, it, 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 I was impressed because it's got to be a very daunting task to satisfy the insatiable thirst of a loyal and passionate fan base like the John Wick film franchise has accrued. Um, but, but, that, but that like audiences today and our um, short attention spans um, and our, our eagerness to go into rage um, and criticism, you know, uh, so it's an audience that is ready to turn on you at the first hint of you not delivering. Um, but Stahelski and co, you know, they hedge their bets by cranking this up to 11. Um, and still, they kept the story simple and just doubled down on their bread and butter, which is, you know, choreographing, staging, lighting, some of the most exciting action sequences ever produced at this mainstream level. Um, I thought the new characters worked really well, although, again, the uh, I was slightly confused by Mr. Nobody, how they kept referring to him, you know, or the tracker. I mean, he was cool, but like, who was he? <laughs> um, and uh, and I felt that this delivered and is now takes the number two spot in my ranking of the four movies. Oh, wow. 
And what's uh? Can 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 you tell me what number one is? Yeah, number one is the first one. Mm. Number two is four. Uh, number three is three, and number two is four. four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, you agree? Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Like, I love this one a lot, and one is the best, though. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, I mean, I, just to get it out of the way, what would be the the reason for having another one? Like, what what angle could they possibly go? They <laughs> no. <laughs> Besides real life. No, I mean like the story. Are they going to pull the old trope of, obviously this is a spoiler, uh, but that he didn't die? I mean, well, yawn, I guess. Is that going to be cool? Well, Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, that's the talk that I'm hearing is that, okay, so this is a recent movie, so let's let's just give the warning. I mean, I think we already said it, um, and and this movie's made so much money that almost everyone has seen it. But if you haven't seen it, you know, and you want to spare yourself knowing what's going to happen or spoilers or not being surprised by anything, pause or shut us up and come back. Man, we've already ruined that. Oh, spoilers, you... what potentially happened. Yeah, uh, but yes, what they're saying is that that you never. <laughs> I mean, how much how much more dead can a person become? Like you see him bleed fall out, over. you see him fall over, you see them burying him. He becomes John Wick of the ethereal world. <laughs> <laughs> he joins the uh, rest in peace police department. <laughs> uh, what is yeah. that like? What they're saying is like that funeral, like maybe he healed up and he's like he gets to have his peaceful life. And the idea of John Wick is dead now, so bounty hunters aren't coming after him. But but you know, bro, I mean the the, the thing too is like you know, you don't know everyone that's in the high table. Like the the world just kept growing and growing it while at the same time becoming in some cases more mysterious. So, you know, there's always some new bad guy. There's always something that they can create. Eventually it's gonna get old and they'll jump the shark. That's why they shouldn't do that. But the this film also introduced some great side characters that I, I think is more likely a a direction that they'll that they'll go in. I do want to mention, though, since you brought that up, um, one of the new features that I'm going to be adding to the podcast episodes moving forward All is right. uh, I'm going to be um, in the in the description. I'm going to be adding um, links to like YouTube videos and things that I come across um, or that you guys come across as well. You know that I that I just think are are cool little bonuses that people can can check out. One of them that I found for this one is a really fun video of Keanu Reeves and Chad Stahelski, um, kind of addressing various um, fan theories that um, that have that they found on on the internet. All right, very nice. So look for that link in the description. You need a uh, a new new idea uh, song or something. Theme music. Yeah. Okay, we'll work on that. <laughs>
Oh, oh, I like that. Mm. So, Mark, let's 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 go yeah. with you. What what were you know some of the things that stuck out to you in the movie? Some of your the, favorite moments. The biggest thing for me, which I found just incredible, was that every single scene, the background was incredible like there was something happening in the background it was always a an active vibrant background and so you have this story progressing and if you watch in the background you see other things happening too and it was just um sometimes it's just bright lights and the coloring that they did and um other things it's like you see these little side things happening in the background it was just it was incredible and um I just I was impressed how it stayed that way the whole like the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it is just a you know, maybe not to be overly romantic and say it's, you know, beautiful, but it, it is a very pretty film. Um again, a lot of the stuff that they did with the lighting when they were in uh, um it was Osaka, right? In Japan where that hotel yeah. where the Continental was, it was in Osaka. Um you know some of the stuff in there um that one if you guys remember it was um very um noticeable so you should but when it turned into kind of like that overhead um tracking shot um when he was also using those um those uh what what did they call them like those those um rounds that would like ignite when they hit the target yeah in Sydney, yeah, but you remember where he was going, going through room to room in that building, and it was overhead and it was tracking. Like it was, uh, it was incredible. That 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 sequence was awesome. Yeah, it felt like a video game. Yeah, it was. Um, I think. Well, let me see here. I, yeah, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a video game, but it, it, it's a fun fact. That's why I didn't. I didn't want to go into it yet, but, Ooh, but I, I oh, have something okay. about about hey. what, what inspired that shot. Oh, I almost hit some. Okay. Yeah. I feel you. Almost, almost got him. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, like of course, the the scene in in paris you know in front of the arc the tr- the, the triumph um, <laughs> with with the with the cars let the bodies hit Dude, the car let the it bodies was hit the car <laughs> freaking awesome first i mean he like slammed his car into a guy first when he was driving it um, and then also someone did point out like they asked if uh, in between movies if uh, John Wick had um, an exoskeleton put into him (laughs) to survive all the things that he survived. That's a great question. Leading up to that Arch of Triumph scene, like I'm sitting next to Phoenix and she's just going one, two. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, he's got hit by three cars so far. And she's like going four. And he falls. She goes, that counts five. She's she's like, she got up to eight. Like there were five. She goes, that one counts too. Eight. I'm like John Wick, eight cards. This guy's amazing, <laughs> but it's it's like a video game. It made me it made me less fearful of getting hit by a car. <laughs> oh my 
<laughs> Don't say that, please. Mission accomplished. <laughs> the point of the movie. Hey, man, I I, I got a good chance of surviving it. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good. So, what did you like, Juan? Well, give me well, some that point out that stood out to you. Yeah, like I said, um, I loved um, the that the, those scenes that I mentioned. Also, the the fight with in the club with Killa, um, because boy, I know he was he's not really that big. Um, he was in a fat suit, but just the character. The, if it, if it was a character, I was like, oh man, look at that hefty boy move. <laughs> that was pretty fun. Yeah, um, and then. Fun. Uh, the finale was great, you know. Not only the duel, but even just that that um, stairwell. Is is it a stairwell or is it a staircase? It was a what staircase. Is, that's a staircase. Yeah. What's a, what's a stairwell? It would have walls up on the side of it. Oh, the, look at that! Kevin's just a world of knowledge. It spirals up. What's a stairmaster? Uh, that's um, a machine's weight. <laughs> yeah, I know. Void, um, but. But yeah, so the staircase scene was incredible. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I, I would like to see a, a behind the scenes of of um, him rolling down those stairs. <laughs> uh, that's great. He went halfway and then they threw him the rest. I'm like, oh. Um, and then I mean, so what happened? You know, and like the person that then intervened to help him get up those steps. First, I'm not really sure he made it in time still, but I guess the sun came up. But it, it took him longer than the two or three minutes that he needed, I think. But but, uh, but even the dialogue when Kane showed up, he's like, hey, John, I'm yeah. going to need you to get up them steps. Yeah. Yeah. He What, what did you think of, of uh, the great Donnie Yen? Um, is he an actor that you recognize? Have you seen him in other stuff? And how do you think he fit into the the world of John Wick? He was fantastic. Oh, yeah, that's that's it, man. Yeah, I mean, I know about Donnie Yen. He is he is well known. If you, if, yeah, if you watch some Korean Asian movies, you know Donnie. He's Chinese. <clears throat> I know, but he's in all those Asian type movies. Oh, okay, Chinese movies. Yeah. Ah. Um, he um, what was um he? Oh, so apparently there's even, and I wonder, there's two videos that I'm gonna link to, but the second one, no, it's not the second one. It might have been in that first one, or it might, I think it was another interview that I saw with Chad Stahelski, where he was even talking about like, even the way some of the characters the way that they address and relate to John Wick always gives away sort of like the proximity to him or the relationship that they have to him. So like, you know, whether they call him John, whether I think, um, I think uh, what's his name from the hotel? Um, Winston? Ian McSh Yeah. Winston, I think is the only one that calls him Jonathan. Um yeah, others, it's like Mr. Wick. And so there's even kind of uh, something cool that they do there where um, it's it's a subtle way in which it kind of reveals, you know, who who he who his allies are and who he's kind of closest to and just the relation 
that he has with individuals based off how they how they know him and how how they've interacted with him. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest. Um, I realized while watching this movie that I've never seen the second or third one. Oh, wow. <laughs> I went from one to four. You should watch so, it. Kevin's got him on Voodoo. Yeah. Apparently, I've seen the best to second best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You should. So, do you feel like when you watched the fourth one, did you feel like um, there were things that you were out of the loop on? And did you feel lost? Yes, and incredibly, and that's why I was laughing about the exoskeleton comment because every time, like, he was getting shot at, he would lift up his arm and his jacket would, like, kind of come down. Oh. I really I really thought he had, like, a shield there, and he would just deflect bullets because this dude got shot so many times, but oh. nothing penetrated him because he had that arm up. So I just was like, okay, I – guess he has that maybe that happens um so it was it was kind of confusing at at first yeah he had that suit's bulletproof yeah his suit is like lined with uh what is it kevlar kevlar Kevlar, yeah Yeah. i think the second one or something i was gonna say if they explained that in the first i just don't remember that um but yeah, so that was it was kind of interesting to watch. <laughs> but then once they went to the overhead scene, I went, "Oh, they're just really embracing video games." I mean, that's what this feels like. Like he's getting shot up, not enough to die, but like slow you down and you lose some health and so like he takes a break. Oh, now he got his health back and that's just kind of what it felt like. So it it I don't know, it just it worked out because it was just so outlandish and it just played with the whole movie. Mhm. Um, yeah, um, I mean, there was, there was points where, um, there was like the big guys, they would take like seven or eight bullets and they're still coming at you. I'm like, Oh, these are like, like mini bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Cause dude, I was just like, how are these guys taking so many bullets and, and still yeah. going. And it just, it, again, it just felt to the movie because I mean, it's, it's just, it feels like a video game. Yeah. The the one thing I kept in mind while watching it because I read about it like when they had um they had uh they didn't know what to do for the sequel for part two because they didn't plan for it and they said the when they cracked it was when they realized that it could you know they could link it to like Greek mythology and that there's a whole other world like just beyond our world that these people live in so even when I was watching I was just I was just relating everything to like oh it's it's like almost like Greek mythology which just were early superheroes basically. Hmm. Yeah, um, Greek mythology. Also, uh, Chad Stahelski said that because one one of the things that stuck out to me, particularly with the fourth one, although it's present throughout all of them, is there's there's a lot of kind of like religious undertones, um, and like even in this one with you know the second to last scene. You know, he's walking down those steps and lays down, you know, and all this is happening like in front of this cathedral, you know, so so there's all all these kinds of like symbols and and yeah, mythology or um, types of like very sort of, uh, yeah, felt like religious 
kind of tones, which is very interesting. And so he, there, there was, oh, someone said there, one of the theories in the video, I'm, I guess I'm going to give it away, but like one of the theories that's that a fan threw out there was that John Wick is like uh, Dante in Dante's Inferno, like going through the levels of hell, um, which um, is not the case, but there are, um, but but Stahelski did um, uh, admit that there are um, a lot of sort of references to to that that um, work of literature and yeah. a lot of those ideas sort of in the movie in the mo- in the in the franchise. Um, I get it. Yeah. So I, I really I get to see the second and third then. Huh? Oh yeah, no doubt. Opa show for sure. So I, I realized the reason why I haven't seen the second or third one um, is because I don't, I don't really, I guess this is like too real life violence for me. Um, I just, I, if, if these were like giant cat people and it was all the same movie, but it was just cat people, I'd be like, oh man, that this movie is awesome. But seeing like, cause I know there's going to be some idiot out there who thinks they're going to be John Wick and want to play, you know, do something stupid. So, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I try not to let real world get into my head sometimes, but after I watched the first one, I was just like, ah, these movies aren't my cup of tea. Um, even though I, I love action. And so watching this one again, I was just like, ah, oh, yeah. Like the first bullet when he just, when he shot, um, uh, Sharon right in the chest, I was just like, Man, I remember why I don't like these movies. <laughs> like it just felt too real. Like it's just too easy for someone to pull a trigger now, you know. Um, so yeah, if it was just like if it was more fictional, more fantasy, uh, I, I would have enjoyed this movie thoroughly. But it's gun. I know, I know. But see, you know, you know why I enjoyed the Matrix because in the Matrix there was a lot of like it was a lot of hitting a lot of jumping um and the people that were dying it was known that it was all like a computer program so it it just it didn't feel real you know um and then if you got a bullet in real life then you're dead and then all of a sudden okay now there's this level of so that was okay but this one here was just like bro who is cleaning up these bodies after john wick comes through man like there's just so many dead people everywhere um and i get it you know that that's that, that's the point of the movie but um it's just yeah it's always been it's always been tough for me to to watch something like that i think that in some ways it's it's almost a complete opposite effect for me where you know i was even writing that in some ways um what's been so astounding about the success of this franchise in the in the cinematic reality that we're in which is where for the past 10 or 15 you know 15 years or so is pretty much been dominated by marvel um and and to me in yeah, some ways this feels like the anti marvel success uh, yeah. action franchise whereas for me, it's detached from reality enough 
it through different things that they've constructed and that 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 they've displayed like the fact that almost every other in one of the in one of the movies that you missed there's i think it's in is it in two kevin or at the end of where they like make an announcement and then like all these assassins like start to come after him Uh, that's at the end of two because he's running with the dog yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of two, yeah. So they've they've again created enough of a world, you know, that it's you could almost even argue that it's um it's an it's a um, a multiverse, you know, or it's an alternate universe where there's all these assassins running rampant, where there's continentals in every major city in the world. And so it's it's detached enough from reality. And then you, even though they show all this gun violence and all this shooting and all this death, you never you never really see much gore or blood, right? Um, but at the same time, it's it's still sort of realistic enough to just kind of grab me and really in the world because i understand sort of the effects and the consequences a little bit better than with a marvel movie where like like the first um the first avengers where they're fighting the chitauri or whatever um dude go back and watch that like it has not aged well and um especially that especially that that last scene where they're invading and they're fighting them and even really throughout all those marvel movies like where you really never see blood or car you know any real carnage or violence or anything like that it just it's it's fun it's a fun ride it's thrilling but but it it, it never really has any sort of real life consequences you know that you you know they create they build tension and drama through the characters and whatnot but yeah but you know life and death and whatnot where i think with with john get that while still not necessarily i don't feel guilt or or any of of maybe some of those you didn't say guilt but just whatever it is that that you're feeling where it's like there is a connection in some way to reality which i think is fair because obviously there's so much gun violence today that we're even becoming or have become desensitized to it but you know this is fantasy enough for me that i i don't equate them in that same way you know and maybe that's not a good thing but i don't know for me it's just really enjoyable yeah i i totally understand what you're saying but i will say it is funny that you're comparing avengers and john wick going yeah you know when i see people dying there i don't really feel guilty (laughs) one's got a one one's a movie full of superheroes and then you compared it to John Wick's pretty funny. Yeah, but he is he is I mean, even with what you brought up about the suit, I mean that even uh paints him even more like a superhero. Like he has a suit yeah. and everything that he wears. No, the fact that that was explained helps helps a lot because <laughs> Buddy was getting shot at just in broad daylight with no cover and I'm just like, All right, yeah, he's gotta have a shield on. Yeah. But the comparison too was more because like those are you know the what, what you're no, referring to your balls. in in contradiction <laughs> to that, um, but something something cool that um, that I experienced uh, through 
um, going to see the movie. Uh, and part of this is because it is, is, is twofold. One is that, I mean, I haven't been to the movies in a while. Um, like it hasn't been ages, but it's been a little bit. I think it was some months ago that my wife and I went to see a movie on a date, but that was again, months ago. And yeah. it wasn't yeah, a movie that I was. Like. We saw Top. No, it wasn't Top Gun. Um, now nah, I don't remember. I don't even remember. Oh, it wasn't. Man, it, no, it couldn't have been Encanto. That was too long ago. No, um, that's about six months ago, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I don't remember. That, that I, don't, I don't. I don't remember. Um, that's pretty funny. But uh, so it's been a while. So it was one, the fact that it had been a while, but then also like even the movie that we did, I don't even remember what it was. So there's no way I was as excited to see that as I was to see John Wick. So I was, I think the combination of both those things, like I was just really giddy. And also because this is the first of the four movies that I've actually, I've actually been able to see it in theaters yeah so right really yeah like i i bought all the john wicks and watched them and i never got to go see them in theaters oh i thought i thought this was like a family tradition that you always go with the girls to see the the new releases of john wick i wish no like i bought them and then i watched them i said girls come watch this and they watched yeah. it and they loved it and then we're like we're you girls just like with avatar 2 i'm like you have to see this on the big screen let's go <laughs> and they all um, bought it but but yeah so anyway for me it 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 really transported me back to younger days where i used to go to the movies more often and whether it was on my own or you know with my best friends but had that feeling at least in going to a movie a lot more often and it does feel to me like this franchise because um you know even just following in in movie twitter um just how excited people were and and mm-hmm. amped up like to go see this franchise so there is though i believe something about you know this this film franchise that has recaptured and rekindled something uh for you know this type of audience i guess you know where it, it it just had so much buzz it has so much positivity behind it you know which again as mark kind of pointed out is ironic but ultimately like it's just it's fun but i think uh with the fun aside i think it's the fact that they're so like they're so well done and so there's yeah. something about the commitment right behind the the pro- producers and the director you know the the writers keep the story simple but but interesting and they keep adding things and and elements that are really fun but but still simple but it, it's the commitment to like excellence with the visuals, with the stunt work, um, with the effects. You know, this may not be a Marvel movie, but they still use CGI, although I think it is minimal compared to some of those things. Yeah. Uh, but there is something about 
you know, that commitment of like, we're not just going to, we're not just going to phone it in, you know, like they keep trying to outdo themselves and trying to top it every single time while still maybe not venturing into the fast and furious 10 world of like flying cars and, you know, just diving off cliffs with cars and, and some of that craziness, you know, it's still somewhat anchored in reality enough. Um, it, it, it's a really fun combination. Yeah. No, I feel you. Ke- Kevin, you there? <laughs> no, I'm here. I was just listening to you. I was looking at the release dates for the last one. It came out the week before Juan's wedding. I was like, why didn't I see uh, part three? I was like, oh, because I was getting ready uh, to oh. do that drive. Oh, that's a fun fact, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I thought it was fun. I was like, oh. So so what did you guys make of the tracker or the character played by Shamir Anderson? So there were, again, let, so let, let's talk. Um, Fantastic let me, artist, by the way. Yeah, who is that guy? I don't think I don't I've know, ever seen that, him before. But that dude was sketching like it was on point. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so there was him. There was um, Kane. There was so everyone loved on on the internet um, loves uh, Akira, who was uh, the daughter. What was his name? Played by uh, by Sadaka. Oh, um, Sonata. Um, yeah. Koji is his last name. Yeah, but Akira was was his daughter. Yeah. Um, there was the Marquise, of course, played by Skarsgård. So, you know, which 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 of these characters did you did you feel like were, uh, you know, the best or that you enjoyed the most? Kane. I, I loved uh, Donnie Yen's character. Kane. Well, to answer your first question. I really didn't know what the tracker was supposed to be, and I wasn't sure if like, I, if he was bored and he got himself into a situation by just sticking his nose in the wrong place, because I didn't know whose side he was on. Um, so he just kind of felt out of place. But I did enjoy the scene of him getting stand, uh, stabbed in the hand yeah. uh, with a knife. I thought that was really intense. Uh, yeah, he that played that very good. well, but um. Yeah, his his character was weird. There was there was that weird part where he was tracking how much money John Wick was worth, and then he's right. like, "John, John, you still got to stay alive because you know we're in this together." And then that just goes out the window. Yeah, and then I felt like he was trying to kill John every other scene, but then like teaming up with him, the others. I thought he was just trying to keep him alive, so the bounty became so high. Then he's like, "All right, now I'll kill you." <laughs> I think that's I the most reasonable explanation. But it's confusing because they didn't really give us very much. And we didn't really understand his motivation. At times, he seemed to be helping John Wick. He even at times seemed like um, similar to Willem Dafoe's character in the first one, who really was helping John Wick. Um, He kind of seemed at times to be that like a sort of guardian angel but then but then yeah. clearly obviously he was then maybe trying to make money and then waiting for the right moment to assassinate john wick um and then of course at the end that kind of turns around like he was ju- it, it was just um that was probably for me the only flaw in the movie 
was that character. I liked the actor. I liked the portrayal. I just think the writing um, was a little flawed with that character because, again, I don't think I'm the only one that just sort of felt confusion throughout about who exactly he was and what he was doing there. He was only there for that dog scene because I guarantee you they have a dog scene every every movie, don't they? Uh, <laughs> you, dude, that was an awesome scene. Though, um, when... well, they did have it in three, because that's the Halle Berry one. So yeah, they had the two dogs. Yeah, I bet you they had dogs in two as well. So that's just a thing. So I just laughed because I was like, oh, okay, because you know this all started because of a dog. <laughs> I remember. Okay, that's a good theory. That that actually, as far as the movie makes sense, it makes no story. But <laughs> as far as the movie, like, yeah, this no, is but, a way to get a dog in there. That's because they have a dog in every movie. So they right, go, right. okay, this is how we could fit him in. We'll throw in a tracker and, like, yeah. you know, he's helping John Wick by playing the other side. But then he gets in too deep. and uh, But he's still trying to, like, I, they just muddy it just so he can go, I'm going to save the dog. Yeah, That's it. No, that's that's actually, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I never even thought about that. Great observation. Yeah, uh, that's I think that's spot on. The 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 my main observation about him was that he reminded me of Kanye West with that backpack. <laughs> he was taking it back. He had a he had a nice fit. Um. Oh, dude, you love this. Especially Kevin is gonna love this. Ooh. So. If you guys recall, a little uh, amazing uh, British movie that we reviewed called Mindhorn, yeah, where, where oh, his no. character right was an actor, and he said that the way that he got into his roles was when he put his shoes on, and he would even say like shoes are shoes are going on, you know, yeah. and then he would he would slip in an interview. Keanu Reeves was asked, you know, like how he transitions into John Wick. And he said, you know, when he sees the suit and when he puts on the suit, but most <laughs> most of all was when he put the shoes on. <laughs> Just like my on. <laughs> um, but something that I thought the movie did really well. All right. So, Something that I thought the movie did really well was probably because we just came off recently reviewing the movie You People, in which the two main characters had zero chemistry. Um, in this one, I thought that, uh, oh, his name was Shimazu. Um, Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada's character. I was, I was honestly impressed by you know through such limited screen time in comparison to the entirety of the film so in in limited exposure that we had to them through you know a short relatively short amount of screen time how successfully convinced i was of the relationship a father and daughter and their intimacy and their closeness and their relationship between Shimazu and Akira. Like, I thought that that was really well done, you know, and I felt it 
when he was killed and this is what this is the side character that i liked best actually and like many i do hope that the next one is actually a side story for her you know then maybe avenging her dad and maybe going after kane did you see the post credit oh my gosh dude no i didn't i heard about it oh it's like because you're literally explaining the post credit scene right there i know i heard about it um I, Mark, did I, you see the post credit or no? No. Oh man, I had to say. I thought only Marvel did. I thought only Marvel did that. This was their first one. I remember, like, when the credits started, I'm like, "Let me Google." I'm like, "Oh, there is a post credit. Let me watch it." So yeah, and and the scene is, um, Kane sees his daughter, and he's he's going to her with flowers to meet her, and a hooded. Yeah. You see the back of a hooded figure approaching him, and when it turns uh-huh. around, you see it's it's Akira's face, and she whips out a knife, and she's she's coming right up on him, and he doesn't see her, and then it cuts out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's the same thing that I thought. The credits started to roll. For a second, I was like, should I stay? But it, it was a late it was a late screening, too. So I was like, there's probably nothing. It's not a marvel. Let me get let me get on home. And, and then like the next day or whatever. But sure enough, there was a post credit scene. I was like, what the heck? I had to use the restroom. Uh, so I, I took the kids to see the matinee. We were fresh. <laughs> um, also, you don't buy any drinks during the movie. What happened? Do you get any drinks for the movie? Yes, we did. All right. I try to avoid it. Yeah, especially if it's over three hours. Dude, I, literally during this movie, like it was almost at the. You could tell just from the length of the of the time that we were in the theater but also by what was happening on screen that that like it was reaching you know the the pinnacle the the climax or like the final and and i see this poor guy running off to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> oh my god man well, that's sucks. usually it's great because my mom likes to go with me so she just takes the girls if they go to the bathroom but uh but they held it for this one Hell strong, um, yo, bro. I really, I need like, I need subtitles, man. I need to read because yeah. I just, you know, the absolute. I always go back to Tenant when I saw that in theaters, and how that was just the worst, bro. I feel like I had Q-tips in my ears, <laughs> and yeah. like I'm just so bad now. So hearing this, I'm just going, yeah, I don't know. But I guess that was the beauty of it. It was, it was a pretty simple story. I, I kind of laugh. I feel like. Every movie is just like a new top organization comes into the story and then John Wick's got to beat them and then it just moves on until he finally got to the end. Um, but uh, it was fairly simple to follow. Well, I mean, you provided a terrible example because Chris Nolan is notorious <laughs> for his terrible audio. I mean, I, I think he hires high school students to engineer his audio. I remember sitting in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, uh, listening to Bane going, is it just me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he, let, he lets his kids do this for class projects. Yeah, he's notorious. Um uh. But so, I always um, go back to that. Um, apparently, you guys would know more about this than me because I, I honestly, 
kung kung fu or martial arts movies i've i've had very limited exposure it's not a genre that i've ever really explored too much but apparently there's a lot of lore and um sort of history and tradition with the blind swordsman or fighter um that that Donnie Yen was playing like that's a that's a uh, a well sort of known staple of the kung fu genre a trope yes a trope yeah i could absolutely see that and i could see they uh they definitely use a lot of similarities in different characters i could see that for sure yeah was it was it the the one who shot who trained uma thurman blind and kill bill no uh, oh, yes wasn't? yeah i think he, he was. wasn't blind what was his name? Like Ping Tao or something? Yeah, but I, yeah, I want to believe because, yeah. Payway? <laughs> I don't no, know. Not it was <laughs> something like that. Um, no, I don't think, I don't, I don't think he was blind. Yeah, he was. Like, I want to believe he was blind because he was like touching her face and stuff, but, but I could be, I haven't seen that movie forever. <sighs> okay. Um, Man, it was um, it was sad to watch this, and uh, you know, after the death of Lance Reddick, yeah, it was unfortunate. Yeah, the first uh, thing we see in the movie again, jeez, <laughs> straight to the core. Yeah, I remember, that was I remember thinking they planned it. I remember they <laughs> planned it well. Got his character out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no spinouts with him. Um. But I really, I really, the, I think the first time I remember seeing him was on The Wire, and I really enjoyed his character on The Wire, and I uh, really enjoyed him in, in John Wick. You're going to have to watch two and three. There's one of those where he, he gets to, he gets to do some, uh, some shooting himself, and it's pretty good. Oh, yeah? Look, gun Fu himself? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I think the first, like, I, I remember first seeing him in Lost. Like he was so creepy and awesome. Isn't there a show coming out called The Continental? I thought. Yeah, a prequel. Oh, okay. About, about how like Winston came to be in charge of it. It's there a show. Go. Yeah, it's supposed to be a show. Uh, at least I believe it was supposed to be on HBO Max. Spinoffs are already happening. Oh, oh yeah, okay. there's there's also the ballerina with Anna de Armas happening, that takes place between three and four, and uh, John Wick's supposed to make an appearance in it. That's right. I did hear about the ballerina. Yeah. And, and so does uh, Lance. Oh, okay. Very cool. So we're not done with them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one of my last notes here is that um, Mr. Uh, Sanada, Hiroyuki Sanada, who played Shimazu, the uh, manager of the Osaka uh, Continental, had yeah, had yeah. one of my favorite lines in the movie, which was, friendship means little when it's convenient. That, that was good. Like that. Like that. Rings true. Um, you know, I heard that uh, Keanu only had like uh, 385 words spoken in this movie. Yeah, the people that that crap was going around, and then people were like calculating how much he got paid per word. Um, did you see the stunts? 
<laughs> oh yeah. So that for a hundred percent like agree that stunt should be uh, a category in the Oscars because but see I understand why Keanu wants that to happen because this movie would win every year. It comes a new John Wick comes out, okay, they're automatically gonna win. I mean those fight scenes, bro, they were so long and they were just like some of them felt like such continuous shots. I'm like, yo, how many takes did this happen? Like the practice that you got to go through every day just to for one scene, you know, all the uh, choreographing that needs to go into it. Like it's it's insane. I think uh, Mr. Tom Cruise might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, but his his aren't as long. Yeah, these were long, bro. Like his were good, but he's in a cockpit of a jet. John Wick is just running around flinging everyone into everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just flying a jet. <laughs> he's, just fly- he's just flying a jet. Come on. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? He's just hanging off the side of an airplane. Yeah, he's zero to 60. This John Wick is like foreplay. <laughs> it's just different styles. It's just different styles. I mean, one's fighting. The other one is hanging out the side of a building, you know, in Dubai. Oh, wow. He's yeah. just hanging. He's just hanging. Nah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, I'm being facetious, of course. Um, that's uh, that's the end of my notes. I've got fun facts, but uh, what else do you guys have before we move on to those? One part that I was confused at first, but then I ended up thinking it was a really beautiful scene was when they were deciding what they were gonna the, the duel was gonna be when they went to that table, yeah. and they had all these like, like cards. It wasn't cards; they were like little tablets in front of them, and they're just flipping stuff. I'm like, are you playing high card? That's then, what I thought, and then and then it ended up being that. But like, I just thought everything was so peaceful, like that little area. I'm like, oh, this is this is a nice little like uh, breather scene. But it, it looked really pretty. They do things very gentlemanly. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, perhaps for a little bit there, somewhat confused too, even just not knowing what the duel was going to be because certainly there's no way that that Marquis character stood a chance going up against John Wick and anything, um, which, you know, that was, a, there was a twist to that, but, um, but yeah, no, it played out, it played out nicely. Do you remember the character um, of the Harbin, Harbin, Harbinger? Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Oh, man. You recognize, you, what else do you recognize him from or what do you know him from? I'm gonna go I with remember him. him from Pineapple Express where he, get the, he yells out, drugs are illegal. <laughs> no, nah, that's not him. That's him. No, no, that's not him. You're thinking of the, the guy from, uh, he, he was in um, Django Unchained. I, I forget that actor's name. Oh, uh, really? Dang. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, Clancy's a lot of things, but the first thing I always pop to is he he's in Lost, season two. He's the guy in the hatch. When, really? Uh, when Desmond comes in, like, this is the guy who was training Desmond about the hatch. So that's where my mind always goes when I see him. Oh, oh okay. I, remember, I do not remember that. You're thinking of James Remar. Oh, that's, maybe. That's that guy's you, name. You James. bet he is. But um, this guy, Clancy Brown, it took me a while because he looked so different in the movie and he was wearing a hat. Yeah. But he plays... Um, I mean, the most famous thing that I know him from is the Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Uh, and he plays the guard um, that, uh, you know, that's a real, 
real uh, tough guy in the prison, the main the main guard. Never seen that. What? <laughs> I wish I had that. I, I wasn't prepared for that one. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Dang. There it is. There it is. Hey, mine was pretty good. Well, um, one more chance. You guys got anything else? No, that was good. I, 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 I couldn't remember um, uh, his, his character's name. Obviously, I saw it in IMDb, but his the Harbinger was my most uh, int- the, the the most interesting character for me. Also, I noticed that he was missing a finger, like John Wick. So mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant because. Uh, Obviously, I didn't see the other movies, but um, I felt like there was some connection there because of that. Interesting. I didn't. I didn't notice the finger. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they both had the same uh, missing ring finger. Like I had forgotten that John had cut off his finger. I was like, "Why is his finger missing?" And Phoenix was like, "Oh, remember he cut it off in the last." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Oh, so he cut it off. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I forgot why. Because he had to give the ring up, but you couldn't just take the ring off. You had to cut the finger. It was a whole to do. If Phoenix was awake, I'll let her explain it to you. But <laughs> maybe the Harbinger uh, was doing the same thing. I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was interesting. But again, something that would require me to uh, watch the other movies. Yeah, that's yeah. What, oh, that's what I also was gonna tell you. He's also the main bad guy in the first Highlander movie. Oh. <laughs> He's the guy who says it's better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> that might be his most known role, huh? Um, all right, Kevin, cue it up. Put on to... My body is ready. Thank you. All right. Fun fact number one. Keanu Mm. Reeves went through 12 weeks of training in martial arts and stunt driving to do as many of the action sequences himself. Um, Noting that, I did want to mention that I thought the uh, nunchucks were a great addition. Yes. Enjoyed that. Impressed. They were real quick, oh, right? It was, it was it was a quick scene, right? Yeah. Quick He fought yeah. a fair amount with them. Got you, got you. He he didn't seem to have the fastest technique that I've ever seen, but but impressive nonetheless. I mean it's I, efficient, yeah, efficient. Yeah. Um Keanu Reeves accidentally cut a gentleman's head open. While making the movie, um, I also big yikes. I heard. <laughs> I heard something about um that he gave like he made shirts for all the stunt guys that that had um the number on it of like how many times died in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then the guy with the the slash head got a t shirt. <laughs> Uh, he, I hope he got more than that. <laughs> How many times that. my head was sliced open by Keanu Reeves? But he got, he got a fedora. 
Somebody made a comment because that's he likes to give presents to people on the set. That's what he did this movie. The last movie, he gave all the stunt people like Rolexes. I saw a picture of that, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty dope. Another um, one. In case you guys are not up on your J pop, uh, Rina Sabayama, who played Akira, is a pop star of Japanese and British descent. And it was her, her first movie. Yeah. Impressive. All right. All right. According to director Chad Stahelski, the inspiration for the top-down action scene featuring the Dragon's Breath shotgun, that's what it was called, Dragon's um, Breath, Dragon's Breath. <laughs> was from a video game called Hong Kong Massacre that was released in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. What system is that for? PlayStation? No, I think that's PC. Oh, okay. Um, surprised that none of you guys mentioned this, especially Kevin. Oh, damn. But the DJ, the DJ in Paris, which actually was was something that I really enjoyed, um, even though it looked like they were DJing from the Eiffel Tower, uh, <laughs> which I, I don't think is real. But uh, pretty the, amazing. Puts out the call to stop John Wick from reaching the church for the duel is a direct homage to Walter Hill's The Warriors, in oh. which a DJ puts out a call to all gangs in New York to stop the Warriors from reaching Coney Island. Yeah. The, par- the parallels to that movie include the DJ being filmed as a close up of just her mouth and the microphone. The DJ referring to the listeners as boppers. Uh, after the DJ's first announcement to stop Wick, she plays the song Nowhere to Run. And then the DJ giving running updates to the boppers about the failure to stop Wick's progress. All an homage to the Warriors. It's funny because until you mentioned it, like I didn't even remember that the DJ did that in that movie. Like I remember scenes from that Correct. movie. I don't yeah. remember that at all. Now that you mentioned it, I'm like, oh, yeah, that did It happen. all came for you, yeah, exactly. It all <laughs> came flooding back, and now I'm playing the Warriors in my head going, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I'm watching those. Oh, who, who are the baseball guys just running? I'm just picturing them run. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, that, fun one. that video game came out on Switch, PlayStation 4, uh, Windows, Linux, and Classic MO, uh, Mac. <sighs> At least I was right saying PC. <laughs> You're on it. <laughs> um, the and and you know music is a big thing in the in the franchise um, throughout different sequences, um, but that's partly one of the. That's actually one of the big reasons. There there are many reasons, but one of them is because. Even though this one in John Wick 4 with the DJ and the music was excellent, um, for me, none of the movies have topped the club scene in the first one with the song Think by Kalita. It was it was perfection. And they haven't gotten they haven't been able to to, <laughs> to defeat that one. It stays undefeated. Um, all right, moving on. The Marquise or Marquis is shot in the head by John, 
after arrogantly failing to realize that John never fired his third round at Kane. Interestingly, this continues a pattern of John defeating the main antagonist with a headshot in the even-numbered entries of the series and lethally stabbing the villains in the odd-numbered ones. All right, noted. Dude, someone really did their research to uncover that. <laughs> That's a deep cut. Yeah. I guess it's the even ones, like the other even one. Yeah. Uh huh. So that's interesting. And then that one's fun. That was a fun one. Last but not least, you might think that Keanu Reeves is really deserving of that non existent stunt Oscar after you learn that in real life he's actually left handed. Oh, my boy. Say what? Ah, man. That is impressive. And and the character of John Wick is ambidextrous, but he does all his shooting and everything with his right hand. Really? Well, yeah. Interesting. Wow. Huh? Dude, yeah. I can't. That, that's impressive. I, I can't even write my name with my right hand. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Pra- I'm gonna practice doing things all week with my left hand. Oh, go for it! You won't make it ten minutes, man. How much writing do you do in a week? Uh, a lot for work, but yeah, it's, it's gonna be rough. Yeah, all right, school system still in the paper days. Well, those are my fun facts for. <laughs> those are good. Those are fun. Thank you. And now we can move to the ratings portion of our episode. Want to find our listeners, especially those who are more recent to the podcast, that we rate our films on a one to five Little Jerry's scale. Um, If you don't know what Little Jerry is, you're going to have to listen to all of our episodes to uncover it. (laughs) Yeah, make it work. We did reveal it once. So that'll be a fun little adventure for you to figure that out. But one of five, one being uh, atrocious, five being spectacular. Kevin, hit us with your rating. Um, I like I loved it. Uh, I took my kids to see it. I if I had enough money, I'd take them to go see it again. We're gonna watch it again. I tell everyone that should watch it. So that is, that is going to be a good uh, a good little five, five from Kevin. Kevin, have, have you ever considered buying a trench coat? I own a trench coat. Bam, bro! Uh-oh. That's one ticket for the for the At price least three of them. Okay, listen, listen, listen. For I don't care who's listening, I don't pay for Willow when I go to this one theater that we always go to because they never check my electronic tickets. And uh-huh. she doesn't sit in her own chair. She sits on my lap the whole time. Uh-huh. Or she sits with Scott in their chair. So I That's don't, fair. I don't buy yeah. tickets. I'm always waiting for someone to say, oh, what about her? I'm like, run, kids. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but I'm not going to pay for a seat. She, I used to pay for a seat. And she would never stay in her seat. And I'm like, I'm not yeah. paying. For a ticket for you. Makes sense. So, yeah. 
Um, <clears throat> so I'll go next then. Um, this being my second entry into the four, uh, four movie uh, series, I, uh, I enjoyed it for what it was. I was a little confused on some story things, obviously. Didn't know who characters were. Um, but I was still able to pick on, on some things that apparently you guys weren't able to. Nah. <laughs> um, so it's enough to make me go see the second and third one. But uh, I, I, I was quickly reminded why I, I didn't uh, get into the series. Like the, the action is just not for me. Um, but keeping that out of the review because that's just my preference. This is a five as well for me. It was uh, fantastic from beginning to end. Um, every single gun fight was just incredible. Yeah. Uh, and Kevin, that was a five for you as well? That was a five for me. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, man, I thought of something. Well, Mark was well. One of you guys was talking, but I can't remember it now. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a five uh, for me as well. Um, and you, it's just uh, it's it's almost you know everything that you could ask for from a movie like this. Um, it is, uh, yeah. and again, aided by um, Keanu Reeves, who is awesome. Um, but, but it was fun. It was exciting. Um, it was entertaining, um, enjoyed all the new characters, enjoyed the arc, um, hoping that this is closure for John Wick. Um, it doesn't need any more. Um, even if there were no side stories, even if there were no, um, uh, the continental or, uh, Barbarella, what'd you say that was called? The ballerina. ballerina. The ballerina. Um, even if there was none of that and it was just these four films, it would be perfect. You know, it doesn't need any more. You know, to ex- expand it, you know, whatever, we'll see how that goes. But this is a great uh, series, a great franchise. Uh, again, for those at home keeping score, uh, my ranking is one is one, uh, four is two, three is three, and two is four. Um, and that's how it will remain. Um, um, yeah, five out of five. Um, can't wait to see this again at some point. Um, I'm sure there are haters out there um, that you know, don't understand why this movie is, why these movies are so enjoyable, but, but the masses and the critics really at this point, based off of Rotten Tomatoes, um, which is surprising. Right. Right. So, so five out of five for us. And I applaud, uh, everyone involved, uh, for a job well done. Kudos. Oh, that was nice. Good job. So, great. Great job, lads. Um, We will be back again with another episode, another film, another review, um, and uh, more surprises, more laughter, 
more insights. Mark, why don't you tell the people uh, how they can, well, I guess if they're listening to this, they already know how to find us. But Well, you can okay. find us right here. Congratulations. <laughs> you, made it. you did it. Good job. <laughs> we're also on YouTube. Uh, we're on Instagram. Um, we Twitter. are on Twitter. It's like we like movies underscore between words. It's a lot. Sorry, I, sorry, I don't remember that part. Click on the links. But, um, I feel like Instagram is the easiest to get to. Yeah, yeah. The, there'll be links in the description. Um, please, uh, yeah, if you enjoy listening to us, wherever you are, let us know. Uh, share, we appreciate that. Definitely subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Um, set those alerts so that you can know as soon as we release. Um, but yeah, like us, uh, friend us, uh, share us, rate us. Tweet us. Yeah. Uh, we're desperate. Desperate for attention and desperate for your love. We uh, thirsty. So don't withhold it. Don't withhold it from us. <laughs> Kevin, any last words? Um. Go check out the website. Juan works so hard on it. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Y'all should hey. Yeah, and we've been, you know, uh, uh, I've been um, posting some additional content on there. Um, hopefully, we'll get these guys doing that as well. Whenever they're free, they're very, they're they're busy. We have busy, we have busy lives, but but we but we we like doing this, so we make the time for this, but some additional um, articles on there and more. So um, yeah, definitely check it out. That one is we, we like movies org dot wordpress.com. Nailed it. Got it. Okay. Excellent. All right. See you chaps next time. Later haters. Love, Love you. you. <laughs>